This episode falls under the category of real estate title documents. And in this story, we're going to talk about two types of legal descriptions and then reference to where Grandpa John shot the bear and how those relate to each other. There are two ways to identify a parcel of land. One is what's called a block and lot legal description, where there are certain parts of the country that were surveyed under the public land survey system back in the 1800s and basically chopped up the land into blocks, into squares. And there was, you know, larger squares chopped into smaller squares, into smaller squares. And when you identify a property, you identify the block and lot. It's usually a very short legal description of the property. The other type of property description is what's called meets and bounds. And that's a more complex. It basically describes the outer boundary of the property, especially when it's not a square. And you might be thinking, well, why can't I just say the address of a property to identify it? Well, on a legal document, such as a deed or a mortgage or some other type of legal presentation or identification, you can't just say 12 Main Street. And the reason why is because 12 Main Street is simply the address used for the mailman to deliver your letters. In fact, a postal address could have more than one legal parcel. You could have a house that has a duplex that's 12 Main Street, 12 A and B. Um, you could have a apartment complex that's 125 Main Street that has multiple legal parcels in it. By the same token, you may also have um, one legal parcel that has two addresses, one on the front, one on the back. So a, a post office address is not sufficient to really clearly tell you what property you're talking about, which is important. So block and lot is one, meets and bounds. This is a legal description and you'll see this referenced on deeds and mortgages, usually as an addendum page that says, here is the property. And it reads something like this, starting at a point, such and such, and it'll reference the point. Sometimes it's a, a distance from a certain known marker. Sometimes it's a, um, a, a place in a GPS coordinate. And then it will describe the bound of the property or the boundary of the property. It'll say, proceeding 200 feet to the north, until you reach this point, then turning 40 degrees left, proceeding 220 feet until you reach this point, then turning 40 degrees to the south and then to this point. And then the boundary of that property will be described by how far and in what angle the different boundaries are. And you can even describe curves this way. You can describe a 20-foot um, radius, 30-degree curve, or you could describe any method of the boundaries of the property. The only requirement for meets and bounds is the starting point and the ending point has to be the same. It can't be open. It has to be a closed shape, whatever that shape is. The problem with meets and bounds is some of the older properties, when a piece of real estate was originally described by meets and bounds back in the 1800s or early 1900s, it may have used a point that doesn't make sense in today's world. 
because that point may not exist and may be ambiguous. And this is where we talk about Grandpa John shot the bear. We have seen in actual legal documents a meets and bound description that says starting at the point where Grandpa John shot the bear, go 200 feet to the north. And you may think, well, how does that make any sense? Well, guess what? In 1885, everybody knew where Grandpa John shot the bear. It was not arbitrary. It was not vague. Everybody that needed to know, they know where John shot the bear. That was a famous point. When you have a meets and bounds legal description, every time that property sold, the same legal description will carry forward. So fast forward to 2021. If that property is sold today, they're going to use that same legal description. But in 2021, how do we know exactly where Grandpa John shot the bear? So in many cases, the legal description needs to be referenced to some other point, some other um, back search, for example. Sometimes you can find one of the other points on the meets and bounds that makes more sense. For example, if the third leg of the description says 20 feet away from Spring Creek, well, now you have another reference. However, even when it references a creek or a lake, sometimes the boundaries or shores of a water um, body of water can change. You know, riparian rights can change. So with meets and bounds legal descriptions, one of the fascinating things about doing title abstracting or title searching is looking at old records, deeds, mortgages from, let's say, 70 years and older, from the 40s and older, you will often find handwritten deeds instead of typed and very fascinating points of interest on meets and bounds legal descriptions that sometimes are entertaining by themselves and creates a sense of imagination of what the history of that area was and sometimes can even be used for genealogy or storytelling. So it'll bring forward the history of the story of where Grandpa John shot the bear being such an important event in that history. It's so important that it describes where a multi-million dollar property might be located in 2021.